Sunday pour. It is Monday night. We're back. Co-host is back. I'm sure he's got a full report. Back from Florida. Uh, how was it? How we? Uh, how we doing? Uh, it's great. I mean, it's fifty degrees warmer down there. It was. Uh, yeah, it was a short stay, long weekend down there. A short, long weekend, if you will. Did you go three nights? Yeah, what was it? Uh, Thursday, Friday, Saturday night. Flew back Sunday night. That's all you need. Yeah, it was perfect. Uh, no, I, I mean, I could have stayed a couple more days, to be honest with you. It was a lot warmer and uh, wasn't working, so that that's really nice. Who needs to come back here to, you know, a snow event? <laughs> that's what they call it now. It's not snowstorm. It's a snow event. And... Uh, you know, work. I could, I could, I could have found a way to spend a few more days down there. It's every they, they're starting naming snowstorms now. They never used to do that. Is it? What's this one? What's this one called? Anthony. Is it really? Yeah. Why does it have a name, and why is it named after us? I don't know. Okay. I don't know why right. snow needs a name. No, I don't think so. It's just weather. Well, I don't know. I don't. I don't know why weather needs a name. I guess I get the hurricane thing, but uh, I don't know why we need to name anything else. Hurricanes, I think, when you refer back to them in history, I think they need maybe a name. Oh, that makes sense. Yeah, that's what I mean. That that's how we use it. I don't know if that's the. I don't know if that was the intention of it, but that's how we use it now. But then so, there yeah, was that yeah. that blizzard from like back in the seventies. It was like blizzard of seventy five. Perfect. Yeah, you give it a year because they don't happen every year where it's like that monumental. You exactly. can narrow it down. We had a blizzard, a blizzard of uh, 2012. 13, I think it was. Oh, it was early 13. Yeah, it sounds yeah. about right. Yeah, blizzard okay. of 13. Maybe we should name them. <laughs> I, was close, I, was, I was close enough. It was. I don't know. I think it was 13. But know. that winter started in 2012. So it was know, the winter of 12. It's like, do you call the Super Bowl, you know, this is this year Super Bowl the season of 2022 or because it was in 2023 or the 2023 champions? Which one is it? Same it thing. Was the, with it the, was the 2012 2013 season. Exactly. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That's fine. Yeah. So, yeah. And I have not, nothing. It was pretty calm um, trip. I actually got real lucky in the way down at a three seater and nobody in the middle seat. I was in the uh, I, yeah, I was yeah. in the I was in the aisle, lady in the window. It's perffect. On the way back, I looked in the morning and it looked like there was nobody in my three seater. But then I sat down and I got like the trifecta. I had two people in the seat. First I get on the plane and the schmuck is like trying to jam his carry-on into the overhead. Mm. Very clearly too thick to fit in there. And he's just like pushing it, pushing it, pushing it. Meanwhile, people are He's in my row. I didn't really I didn't know that at the time. He's he's in my row. Jam this thing. People are backing up behind me. The plane is clearing up in front of me. So I'm like, this fucking guy is fucking chud. Then he like takes it down, unzips it, takes some shit out. Is oh go ahead. He goes. I'm not. I'm waiting for you. Like you you are where I'm supposed to be sitting. So he's like oh okay. So he yeah, gets square his, square peg into a round hole, just jamming away and not even coming close. I mean, this guy had an IQ of negative 17, so I don't know what to yeah. So he finally, you know, figures it out, gets it in, sits down. I sit down. He's in the window. I'm in the aisle. Seconds later, girl comes in. She's actually in the window. This guy's in this in the middle. 
Uh, I'm like, okay, well, now I got a full row. Worst case scenario. Moron in the center aisle, in the center seat. Okay. So we we take off, and there's not like any kind of big things that happens, but it was just like an accumulation of things. Lady to my left of me in the aisle, shoes off, socks just like there, you know. Socks were off? White socks. No, dirty white socks. They're, mm-hmm. Yeah. And they were like up on the armrest of the person in front of her. I think she knew that person. So I'm like eye contact with these feet for three hours. And then yeah, guy in front of the Mansons. Guy in, feet. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It probably was a Manson follower. <laughs> guy, guy in front of me leans back like immediately the second that he can. I'm like, okay, that's fantastic. So now here in my lap. And the guy next to me, he's a Jewish fella, starts reading the Torah. Like, not out loud, but, you know, when they read the Torah, they, like, do the rocking thing. Like Leo Mazzoni? Yeah, only only Leo wasn't praying to any, any, any Leo was playing to real gods like Cy Young and Walter Johnson. Yeah, Leo had, to watch Mark, Leo had to watch Mark Wohler in the late innings. He was praying <laughs> to, like, 12 different gods. So like, he's sitting there, like, rocking. So I'm like, all right, you know, whatever. I kind of then he closes. He's got like a Torah on the tablet. I mean, that's very biblical, but I don't think that's what Moses had in mind when he had the tablets. It wasn't uh, an Android device, or whatever. Shuts it down, and this motherfucker fidgeted the entire time. Wasn't it the Sabbath Sunday? You're not supposed to like, ride Saturday, in the car. Saturday's the Sabbath. Saturday's the Sabbath. Oh, okay. Unfortunately, I was thinking like, oh, can he be flying? How did you walk to the airport? <laughs> uh, but it was Sunday. But yeah, but he, he fidgeted. He got up. Well, as soon as he took off, he got up to take a whiz. Like, fuck, guy. Like, Jesus. First person up was him to pay. Yeah, I hate the first person up on a plane. <laughs> they should cool. end up on some sort of list. The first person up on a plane. It's like, as soon as you hear that seatbelt sign, it's like, ooh. You know, they, they can't wait. The seatbelt sign wasn't even off yet. It wasn't even off. He got up, though. We were up in the air. We were leveled out. He got up anyway. Um, and then like so, I'm like, all right. Well, he's he's had to pee the whole time. Like Toby, you should be fine. But he fidgeted the entire time. I felt him move every five minutes. So I'm trying to like, close my eyes and like just rest, take a nap maybe for a couple minutes. Every time he moved, I'm like jumping. Like maybe the girl wants to get up and use the bathroom. Mm-hmm. And not once did it happen. But he just kept moving. So I was like constantly looking over to be sure it wasn't because he was trying to get me to move for her. He was just a fidgety guy. Center seat couldn't stop fucking moving like a goddamn child. I'm telling you, man, I wanted I wanted to knock him out just so he could just stay still for two minutes. It was fucking one, it was so fucking annoying. That's one of the disadvantages of the aisle seat is you, you're constantly like on alert of the two people next to you having to get up. Yeah. I like now, are just, you aisle over are you aisle over window? I uh, well, I was like towards the, I was in the second row on the way down and the fifth row on the way back, so I like it because I'm getting off sooner. Yeah, I'm an aisle guy. I'm aisle yeah. with the window. I don't mind I, the window, but I think if especially if you're close in the front of the plane, I'd rather be on. I'd rather be on the aisle. I'll tell you the biggest reason I like the aisle, and it's not because you know drink orders or anything like that. Although it's you know a nice little advantage, but mm-hmm. uh, which I know that, that wasn't a problem on. Avello. No, it was not. I got, shit. I got I got my I got my water. Yeah. Uh I still have one of those in the fridge. 
tell you why I like the uh, I tell you why I like the aisle seat though. Why is that? You get that little extra um, leg space. You could stretch out that right leg. Yeah. yeah, I'll take that. I'll take that all day over looking out the window like an asshole. Yeah, give me the aisle seat. Very true. Yeah, you could definitely get a little, at least get one leg that you can crack the knee if you had to. So, yeah, the way they pack you in these planes now, and it's fine. I mean, they got to do what they got to do, but. I like having that advantage of uh, sticking that right leg out. I just and, uh, it, and if you do have to get up to use the bathroom, which I really make, especially a flight to Florida. I mean, two and a half hours. Like mm-hmm. I try not to get up. It is easy not to have to climb over people like an yeah. asshole. Well, on the way uh, on the way home, I did have to because I like my drinking went right up until the very like last moment I could, and I was like, no, no, I got even. Like I was like planning on getting like some chips or something. And I was like, no, nah, I just got to go get the plane. And I'll just pee in midair. But still, I held it for as long as possible. I had to pee. This, when, I, when I got on the plane, I could have gone. And I still held it until well into the flight. Oh, oh, on top of that, you know, I'm in the front, like in the front of the plane. The, uh, the traffic to the toilet was ridiculous. Immediately, like first that guy, then it went down. Then there's a couple kids on the flight. They went up. Other people went on. Is on the plane? Yeah, on the plane. And thing, all of a sudden, there's like the one of the uh, the male stewardesses was up there and like looking in it. Steward. Yep. And it was out of order. I don't know what happened in there, but but the toilet was out of order. So I had to go. (sighs) I had I had to hike hike it to the back of the plane. like, oh, you towards the front. Okay. Yeah. So like an hour and a half in, two hours in, I went back there. Just yeah, that's one thing. That's one thing we've never really uh, made progress on is the airport, or excuse me, airport, airplane bathroom. No, Still I mean, the that's same. Just, it may as well be 1950 in there. I think that is, I mean, it's just to maximize space not meant for bathrooms. That's it. That's it. Have you ever? Let's get fucking weird. No, early. The answer is no. Okay, got it. All gonna... right, fair enough. All right, good. <laughs> I, uh, I, can, was... I, 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 <laughs> just for the start, just so all the listeners know that aren't so swift. That was not a mile high question. It was a, no. something else completely. But uh, you got it. That's much. It's much better to keep it. You know, not as gross. Great. No mile high. Yeah, you can't. I mean, I wouldn't be able to fit another person in one of those things. Never mind. <laughs> Um, no, uh, I make a point to like, I don't even like drinking beer before I get on a plane because I don't want to have to take a leak. No, that's fair. That's smart. So I try and drink like liquor, uh, and not even like a mixed drink because then it defeats the whole purpose because you're still drinking a lot of liquid. Yeah. Uh, I try and do like shots, like, uh, something neat. Mm -hmm. Uh, and then when I'm, when I'm on the plane, if I, if I'm given the option, same thing, like nips. Yeah, because once I start drinking, once I start drinking beer, I mean, forget it. Yeah, and you're gonna be up and. Mm-hmm. But no, I, I avoid the bathrooms, at all costs. I'm actually gonna be on a flight, uh, Friday, a little bit longer, Mexico, mm-hmm. four okay. hours, maybe four and a half. Yeah. Uh, I won't be drinking before it because it's a real early flight. But I'm gonna That's, be doing. It's a weird excuse to not drink. Okay. Why don't I don't even think the bars will be open? It's so oh. early. Okay, all right. Eight, 8 a.m. flight. I don't even think they open till like uh, I don't know. I could be wrong. 
yeah, but I'll do everything I can not to use the bathroom. Yeah, I, the problem there is co- the coffee situation. Same thing, coffee will go through you. I think four hours should be all right. As long as you go with the right mindset, you'll be all right. Yeah, just, yeah, I know. It's it's not easy, but, you no. know, depending on four hours isn't too bad. It's not a flight to Europe. You ever, uh, I feel bad saying this now because you're flying out on Friday, but do you ever, like, do you take a look around the plane uh, when, when you're boarding it and, like, this thing goes down? Like, these are not the people that I want to die with. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and, you know, of course, looking for terrorists, too. That's the other thing. Like, which which guy am I taking? Which guy I like to, like, tackle in the aisle? Yeah, the, the old Mark Wahlberg. Would have been different if I was up there. <laughs> uh, yeah, oh, yeah. I don't even want to be – forget about dying with these people. I don't even want to be, like, living next to these people at the moment. I'll be flying with these people. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah, terrible. Um. No, no delays either way. Nope, smooth sailing. Because you learn a lot about people like on a delay. They start like they basically like set up shop, and it's it looks like they're squatters. Oh, in the airport. In the airport, uh-huh. yeah, yeah. They'll just they'll just they'll just start sleeping wherever they are. Like this is where I live now. It was so packed down there. It was so packed in the airport. Even when, like when, even when we got in, it was packed. But yesterday's a getaway day. Sunday night, oh, leaving Florida. So, I mean, there's a million people in there. So, I mean, anybody could, I just, you know, put my head down and do what I got to do. What was the, uh, the, the Fort Lauderdale airport? I've only been in once. And mm-hmm. it was, I think I had a, I mean, when I got to the, when I got, when I arrived, I just left. So I wasn't hanging out there. And then when yeah. I left, it was like a 6 a.m. flight. So I was just like on the plane and gone. Yeah. What was the bar situation like? Uh, there's a couple of sides to it. On this, I don't know if there's one on the other side. The one that I had, it was like a Jack Nicholas's restaurant. Yeah. So, yeah, I had to wait in line when I got down there. I was with my brother. He was flying out to LaGuardia a little bit later than me. And I, uh, we, we guess we had to wait in line. We sat, you know, as soon as they, it was just two of us. So there's like a family of four in front of us. So we sat down long before those people sat down. Just to have just a drink. We 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 were drinking beer, but it was. Uh, I mean, it was packed. It, it was. It seemed like it was. It was probably a cool place to sit down, and have a drink, but the wait in line kind of sucks. Yeah, Sunday at the airport is a miserable experience. On the on the plus side, like at least there, you know, people are not trying to hang out. Like people are going to be leaving unless there is a delay. It's probably it's probably terrible there when there is a delay. Or there are yeah. delays because then everybody's trying to go there to drink or eat a burger or something. And it was only like really one spot to go to. It's a kind of a smaller airport, right? Yeah, I don't know about the other side. There might have very well been something similar on the other side. I, I don't know, though. Yeah, because I, I remember just from the one time I was there, I remember it being like a kind of a smaller, yeah, smaller no. airport compared to like Tampa and Orlando and shit. Okay. I mean, it's gigantic compared to New Haven. Oh, New Haven's not big at all. <laughs> Looking to expand, though. I'm sure you saw the signs on the lawn. Stop expansion or whatever. Yeah. Stop I, tweed. I, I'm pro expansion. I mean, Why not? What do you got to lose? Well, your house. Oh, well, if they're going to knock houses down. If they're going to knock houses down, then that's no good. 
No, I don't know. I don't know what they're doing. I mean, I'm sure they're going to expand, but it's just it's what happens. Only the state can do that, right? Unless a private company buys out the land. Like the, the state could come in and be like, no, you got to. But I mean, no. oh, I don't know. I've only seen it on the movies. And I think I think the company when like, the greedy to... businessman comes in and was like, yeah, we're going to knock down your house. Yeah, they got to buy it out, though. Oh, yeah, they got to yeah. they got to make you a sweet little they got to make you a sweet offer out there. Yeah. Like definitely overpay. Yeah, that was a that was a Trump move. Uh, I think it was in Scotland. He wanted to build a course, and one guy would not take his deal, so they had to build the course around him. I forget exactly how it worked. <laughs> the guy refused to take it, though. I mean, can you imagine being like sixty like years windmill. old? No, I'm not, I don't know if he was like actually on the course and like he was. <laughs> he was an obstacle on sixteen. Yeah, <laughs> but uh, I, I forget exactly what it was. But they had a you know plan around him being there. They had a work around them. Yeah. yeah. So uh, yeah. I remember when we were talking Fort Lauderdale a few uh months ago. I think it was when I was down there. Yeah. I was talking about how you, you never hear anybody being from Fort Lauderdale. That's yeah, that's very true. I didn't really talk to a lot of locals there. Actually, no, I did. I talked to one local there. So we had to um we had to rent a house. So it was me, my two brothers, my two cousins. So five of us in a house. Okay. And that, you know, about 15 minutes. I mean, depending on the day. It could have been anywhere from 15 minutes and a half hour to get to my uncle's place. It's just because the traffic down there sucks. Traffic the roads stinks. down there. Roads down there sucks. It just kind of depends. Whatever. It's uh, funny, the highway situation is usually pretty good, right? Wide open. Yeah, but there was any, like a- anything that's not the highway is brutal. Yeah, there's like a little bit like of uh, construction on the highway when we were there, but I mean, usually it's I I've never remember there being an issue. Uh, but yeah, anything inland or I guess not inland, anything on the coast there is just you're terrible inland yeah. from in, inland from the airport, which is on the coast. Um, yeah, it sucks. But yeah, the guy great. the guy across the street from the house that we rented. Like greeted us when we were there. Guy was I don't know how old he was, very old, and he, he told he told us he's been living there for sixty years. He said his son, uh, what did he say? His son or his daughter, whoever lived down the street and was born in that house, and he said all his sons still live there and are cops. So there's a Fort Lauderdale lifer right there. One. <laughs> So his kids are all grown and they're cops and they live with him still, or they live? No, no, they li- no. He's this guy had to be in his seventies. Oh, okay, all right. Um, he lived in this house for fifty or sixty years. I guess he lived on the block. So and these houses are going for close to a million, and he told us he paid thirty-two thousand for his house sixty or fifty years ago, whatever, which is fucking incredible. Yeah. Um, well, with inflation, thirty-two thousand is a million dollars. There, you go. yes. I think a million dollars is thirty-two thousand, whatever way you want to put it. Depends on how. Yeah, I don't know how. I don't know how that works, but it was a nice area. It would, I mean, for if you're looking for Florida, this is a nice area. You got a pool in there. You're good to go. Um, but yeah, and Does he the house, like, house have any character to it? Oh any, yeah, any cool little knickknacks? Pool table. Pool table right there. TVs everywhere. A pool in the back. Little oh. teak, like a like a big tiki hut. It was uh, it was a sweet house. 
two like Man. gigantic master bedrooms with their own the, bathrooms. Two the real world bedrooms. Fort Lauderdale. It, yeah, it could have been. It could have been, for sure. It was. Uh, yeah, it was a sweet, a sweet place. Uh, the um, posters are from Fort Lauderdale. There you go. Some more, some more lifers. I thought they were from Ohio all this time. Turns out they're from Fort Lauderdale. So this neighbor said to us, there was a bachelorette party there like a couple weeks ago. Mm. Or not a bachelorette party, but it was like a mother. It was graduation. Also, it was a graduation party. And it was like the daughters all with their mothers. So I don't know, eight girls, like four moms, four daughters, whatever it was, something like that. Mm -hmm. Yep. And he made some comments I didn't that none of us understood just kind of had a guy talk like very strange nice guy friendly but you know sometimes you just wonder what how people interact outside of just at all when they talk to you like this guy can carry this guy can carry on a conversation like anywhere this is so weird it was bizarre and he's anyway he's like uh, uh, we're like oh eight girls next door is pretty good it's great man he's like ah all meat no potatoes <laughs> So oh, how do we, so we said it the rest of the weekend, but we also have no idea what it means. <laughs> Let me think about this. All meat, no potatoes. I mean, it could have meant that. Let's see how I phrase this. All meat, no potatoes. These all ass, no tits. It could have been something like that. It could have, yeah, it could have been. Not, I mean, it's not necessarily a terrible thing. I'd have to see what he's. You know, the exhibits he's talking about, but yeah, Shakira. Yeah. Right. <laughs> um yeah, I don't it could have been a number of things, but I don't quite get it. Cause isn't is it isn't meat good? Nobody ever goes to a steakhouse being like, Oh, I need some more potatoes. Bring the potatoes. Bring oh, can I bring a second helping of potatoes? Like a potatoes right, is a nice addition. Like if it was something bad, he should have said, like, all potatoes, no meat. Yeah, exactly. That would have made sense if he was right. like, you know, disappointed. And it would have been like lumpy, like a lumpiness to it. Yeah. So, but it's yeah. Like the, uh, all instant potatoes, no ribeye. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't quite get it. I don't quite. I didn't Google. I haven't Googled it. I've been like refraining from Googling it to see, but I'm, this guy is, you know, was born 70 something years ago, I'm sure. I don't, mm -hmm. I'm not quite sure that you can Google those, those sayings. No, nah, that could be like a family pass down fucking something, man. Just, uh, something only him and his seven sons understand. <laughs> and he kept telling us, he's like, oh, I'll tell you about that broad later. And I was like, oh, maybe we'll shed some light on it next time we see him. We didn't see him the whole rest of the fucking trip. Oh, I found that I did a little Google search. I found a little something. What is it? It's a... Uh, a Louis Armstrong song. Okay. Called All That Meat and No Potatoes. Oh, okay. Oh, I got to see the lyrics to this. Oh, it's a. <laughs> I got. Now I got the actual, like, Google. What does no, no meat and all potatoes mean? All meat. No, all meat, no potatoes. Not no meat, all potatoes. Oh. Oh, I have the opposite then. You have no meat, all potatoes. Maybe he. No, meant I googled. Way. I googled all meat, no potatoes, and the Louis Armstrong song came up. But then there's a separate one that says, "What does no meat and all potatoes mean?" Which is what I said. How you should describe something bad. Yeah, that's a that's a phrase used to describe someone who's very obese. 
So that would make sense. Okay. So no meat, all potatoes? I had it backwards? Or he had it backwards? He probably had it. But if he was complaining, it's like, I think we had it right. Like, if you're describing something positive, you would say, all meat, no potatoes. Okay. All right. He fucked up. He fucked up his own line. And we had, and, and we had multiple witnesses, so I, it wasn't us. It was him. Yes. Okay. Yeah. He, fu- he fucked up. Okay. I kind of like, I like that. I like that he fucking got it wrong. Well, we knew we got it wrong. I mean, well, it was clear. I mean, I don't what know. Are you complaining about man. I, I don't know. You meet you meet one Fort Lauderdale lifer, and he has the weirdest saying of all time. It would have it makes sense that you know nobody else would have heard it ever, but he just fucked it up. So, he had all his teeth. Teeth were. I think he had something in there. You know what? <laughs> I could, that's what I'm picturing right now when I'm closing my eyes and I'm envisioning him like the teeth are kind of holding him back a little bit from. No, I don't, I don't know. You know, it's funny. He goes, he's like, oh, you guys going out to eat when you're down here? There's a lot of good restaurants out this way. Uh, we're like, yeah, we'll go out to eat. He goes, ah, oh, there's a bonefish grill up the block. <laughs> like, that's, not <laughs> that's not a recommendation, buddy. <laughs> Is there a TGI Friday someplace? Yeah. There's a Sabaro about a half mile down. <laughs> if you like Italian, if you want food. some marinara. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. That's uh, that's Fort Lauderdale, I guess. That's a local Fort Lauderdale. Yeah. That's not a transplant. No, no, it's a life. That's uh, yeah. See, that's what happens when you stay more than uh, three or four days. Yeah, this guy was across the street. Yeah, yeah. Uh, what was his name? Rick? I don't know if he gave us his name. Uh, picture of Rick. I don't think he gave us his name. All right. We kept calling him the old man, but. The old man in the sea. <laughs> the old man in the potatoes. <laughs> yeah, that's it. But, but, yeah. Uh... I, I mean, that's pretty much it, man. We, we like, spent the day at the, one day at the beach, one day at the pool. Um, we uh, went to dinner every night, you know. That's it. I mean, there's nothing nice, like, nice places. Yeah. So, oh, first night was Anthony's clam house, which is good. Okay. Second night, oh, second second night we actually uh, grilled. We took my uncle back to the house we were staying at. We just spent the night there. That place was so sweet. We had to do one night there. Yeah, baptize so we just, a little bit. We did it. We what well, our meal was all meat and no potatoes actually, because it was just we did steak, sausage, <laughs> and yeah. that one potato in sight. Um, and that was great. We just kind of hung out. You know, he told us got him going about a bunch of old stories and shit. And then uh, the last night we went to Martirano's Cafe Martirano's, which is uh, a must when you go down there. Um, I'm telling you, man, you're. You're better off not having. You would have been so pissed. You're better off not having gone. It was disappointing. Like it's always good, but you know the just the hassle it is to get in there, and you guys had a reservation, I'm sure, right? Even still, like you wait, like we we reservation. We were they open at six, and we had a six o'clock reservation. Okay, and you get you get there, you know, quarter of, and you you still have to wait outside. You stay, we wait in line. It's like a whole production. <laughs> It's like a DMV kind of stuff. 
Yeah, and you sit down, and it's like, you know, 20 after 6 or quarter after 6, whatever time it was. And uh, I don't know. It's like they're just trying to get you out of there so you get on to the next reservation. Yeah. And the, and the food, like, there was, you know, we had a bunch of appetizers, and the guy knows my uncle, so he sent a few things out. And, you know, there's some good stuff, some really good stuff, some okay stuff. But, like, even, like, just my entree was was fine, but I wasn't, like, blown away by it. Yeah, I I thought about going when I was down there, and the more research I did, I was a little turned off by the place. Well, yeah. You know, I've had really good meals there. Um, it was. Are you grading it? Are you like? Are you grading it on a Fort Lauderdale scale? Would this place stack up, like up in the Northeast? It it would have ten years ago. I mean, I used to go. I used to go down. Maybe about 10 years ago, maybe 20 years ago. Um, I haven't gone. I used to go all the time, like in the early 2000s when I was in college. I would go down all the time, like maybe like winter break or something. I'd spend, you know, a few days with my uncle. And I was always a stop when we were there. And the meals were phenomenal. Like the food was great. And like it just it just seems like, you know, you get to a certain level of success and you're, you're, you can kind of sit back and relax. Now, the guy's there front and center, working in the kitchen, the open kitchen. He's there working. Yeah. Uh, you know, I don't know if you hired the wrong people or whatever, but, like, I had a veal parm because, like, I just – the, the guy hyped it up. The waiter hyped it up a little bit. Yeah. Like, yeah. And I was like, you know what? I've had a veal parm forever. And it was, like, this huge thing. It looked delicious. And it was, you know, very much kind of, you know, below average. Like it was funny. It didn't suck, but it was. It just wasn't up to. Yeah, you know, I'm sure it wasn't worth the whatever money it cost. It's funny. Last time I was in Florida, mm-hmm. it, this is when I was like four hours north of Fort Lauderdale. Mm-hmm. This is after I was down there. We went to an Italian place. Same sort of thing. Veal. I think I got exactly veal parm, and it was underwhelming. Well, that's. I mean, the, the, the life lesson here is just no veal parm in Florida. <laughs> I don't, I don't know. You're in an Italian place. You're in an Italian place, I guess. You know, and and you think like, you, you, yeah, it seems like it's usually a safe bet that that dish at a, an Italian place. No, I, uh, look, I know this place. Like this place was great at one point. Like, it was great, but I wonder if it's like this became like the nightlife type thing. It became like. Was it the? Uh, were you the there scene. for the music? Did they did they turn the lights down? And- no, we were we were out of there before that all happened. But you know, what do they have it, like a little dance floor there and stuff? And like, no, there's not a dance floor, but uh, maybe because I I think there's an upstairs now. We don't we haven't gone upstairs. But yeah, do the, all that expansion and like quality's got to take a hit at some point. Yeah. Um, I think it was even better when I was there last spring. Like I don't remember being blown away by it, but it, it was I remember not being disappointed by it. Oh, you went last time you were down there. Yeah. Oh, okay. Even, so even, even, even still, I think it was better. You know, twenty years ago. Um, what was I saying? Oh no, no, there's no dance floor, but I think people just kind of, you know, make the bar area. I don't really know. Okay. But, but they, he does make it a club. He does DJ a little bit. So and oh, you know, another thing, it used to be always mob movies on there. We walked uh, in. It was Godfather One, beginning of Godfather One. So I go, okay, okay we're, we're here with Godfather because you know we'll be at sports over. 
Um, I forget what part it was. I'm going to say it was before he married Apollonia. He uh-huh. shuts it off and he puts on the movie Ambulance. Ambulance? I don't think I know that one. It's from last year. It's with uh, Jake Gyllenhaal, some other dude, and oh, I can't remember her name. Beautiful Spanish girl. I can't think of Anna de Armas. No, somebody else. Uh, I came in. Yes. Young, beautiful oh, Spanish. But I, I didn't get. To, we didn't. By the time we left, they didn't get to that part. But I think what happens is, Jill and Hall and this other guy hijack an ambulance. I actually read pretty good things about. It. Like it's a pretty good movie. Like whatever. Like that kind of action movie. A little bit of speed meets. Uh, I don't know what else. Speed meets something else. Um. Oh, Isaac Gonzalez, this chick. Yeah, what is she? What else is she from? I can't remember what else she's from, but. I don't know. First time I'm seeing her. Uh, well, first of all, you're welcome. Um, <laughs> Not bad. Yeah, but I mean, like, you go into that place, you don't want to watch that. First yeah, well, of all, <laughs> yeah. What, what was that's very odd though to have like it wasn't like The Godfather ended and then he put ambulance on. Right, but it was always used to always be mob movies though, and this is first. This is not a mob movie, and it is a new movie, so nobody's even seen this fucking thing yet, and you're putting it out there. Michael oh, Bay weird. co-produced. It's a heist action thriller film. Yeah. Sounds right. I don't know. I don't know. Times yeah. times are changing, I guess. Yeah. And then last it's time I was, choice. Last time I was there was the Many Saints of Newark. At the end of it, thankfully, and uh into the drop, which I love that movie. Okay, yeah, drop's good, yeah. Yeah. Which is not really a mob I well, I guess it is a mob movie, but not a traditional mob movie. But it's, it's uh we say gangster. Yeah, gangster adjacent. Right, there are gangsters in it, although I don't think either main, neither main character is considered really a gangster. It's like low level hood shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's a good one though. And Gandolfini at his, I think it's his last role. It is, I think, I'm pretty sure. And he's phenomenal in it. Um, yeah, that's uh, I yeah, I just. I was at Patsy's a couple weeks ago, and Patsy's stacked up. Patsy's, you could tell, kind of cut back on some things. I, th- I don't know if it's pandemic-related or just everything inflation-related or whatever. You could tell they cut back on a couple of things, but the, the service was still as great as ever, which I, that's not the first thing I want to lead with in there. And the food was phenomenal. Like It was as good as it ever was. Yeah. But you could tell, like, I got linguine and clams, which I've never gotten there, but I was like, you know what? I'm, I got it. I'm just in the mood for it. And our, my wife just always get that and didn't have, like, the full clams in there, which you always used to have the full clams in there. And that was, you know, like just one of those little things that you kind of notice along the way. But it was still mm-hmm. delicious, just missing that one little touch. Um, my wife got the – and my, my wife got the meal that I used to always get, which is, like, the the pork chop with vinegar peppers and stuff, and that was phenomenal. Yeah. It was gone before I even got a bite. Let's. Well, <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, Pat's. Well, all right. But like that. Pat, that's that's Pat's exa- thumbs up. Moderano work to do. We work to do. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, that's an example. That restaurant's been around for I don't know, hundred years. Patsy's, and they found a way to, you know, keep it going even through the tough times. I don't know what's going on down there, but I think it's just more about the scene than anything. 
people just like to go there to be seen. There was a Lamborghini, one of those black matted Lamborghinis. Yeah. And like, it's a sick like money down there, ridiculous money. And I think I know who was driving it because I saw some dude walking with two like smoking hot chicks. Yeah. And he had no business being with. But I'm like, that, guy, that guy's got the Lambo. That's <laughs> no yeah. doubt about it. I mean, what's so, the point of having a Lambo if you're not going to yeah. have that those two on your side? You yeah. Know? Yeah. It yeah, may as well. Taking two girls to dinner is like ridiculous. <laughs> that's a Fort Lauderdale move. <laughs> <laughs> it is such a, yeah, that's exactly where it belongs. Yeah. Uh, uh, I don't think they were his sisters either. They were not his sisters. No, no, probably not. Probably not. <laughs> they might have been sisters, but I don't know if they weren't his sister. <laughs> so. What did, uh, what was it? Oh, we'll take, let's say, let's take a uh, quick break and then, uh, oh, wait, ask, ask a question, then we could take a break. So then that's, that's called a tease. No, I know it was, it, it, I didn't think it was tease worthy, but I'll ask you anyways. I was going to ask, like, what your go to, like, drink of choice was down there cocktail or beer or all of the above. Yeah, I could just tell you because we got a minute. I, I drank a lot. I drank beer. I drank, oh, I, whatever. I drank martinis. I drank beer. I drank, um, old fat and old fashioned at some point. A lot of beer. That's it. Okay, that yeah, it wasn't really tease worthy. No, that's why I just got out of the way. All right, we were, we'll be right back with something better. <laughs> All right, we're back. Real quick to put a bow on the on the uh, cocktail talk. Yeah. Um. War the warm weather. I feel like brings out like the best in specific cocktails okay it's fair like if you're in like if tropical setting doesn't even have to be tropical i mean like if you're near a beach it's not really tropical but it's body of water yeah let's say yeah body of water there's a bar beach pool I think the number one – I mean, I could rattle off, like, five go-tos. Like, the number one would be the margarita for me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't think anything tops a margarita. Margarita I could drink all year round, but you give me, like, a warm day, I think margarita is number one. Sure. And it packs a punch. Yeah. Tequila. Get you, it gets you where you're going. It, it's – it's not just all show. It's got some balls behind it. Mm-hmm. I think I, I just like, I really like beer on a warm day. It's it go down so easy. Well, yeah. Just, I mean, I was talking more like cocktails. cocktails. Yeah. All right. Well, just drinking wise. Um, but yeah, no, I agree. I, I just wasn't there. There was no, no place I really wanted a margarita. I don't know. The clam house. Like my uncle was like, have a martini. Cause he knows I like martinis. Like, okay, that's not a bad idea. Yeah, I had a couple of those, um, and then like at uh, Martirano's, like you know, classy time place. I was like, oh, let me try to get the, you know, a regular cocktail here. That's where I got the old fashioned. Old fashioned, all right. Yeah. And uh, yeah, you know, it's kind of it's a different crowd that I'm that I'm really used to, even though they're like family, like just drink, like drinking wise, not as I mean, we're all different. 
we're all not as so I'm not as aggressive. It's just all different levels of aggression, basically, you know, <laughs> which is which is fine. But it's just you know you, you're uh, you don't have anybody that's there to kind of encourage you to have one more or to like egg you on. Like maybe like, maybe you know one night there was some of that going on, but um. You know, and your uncle, your uncle can't drink anymore, right? Is he completely retired? I mean, he couldn't really ever drink before. <laughs> no, yeah, I mean, he has one, he has one, maybe two. Exactly what his it. son said a couple weeks ago, and I saw him. Yeah, that's all right. Yeah, uh, like yeah. the apple didn't fall far. <laughs> uh, yeah, so he has like two, like two glasses of wine. He likes a nice Coors Light. You know, it's like his beer once in a while. So he had one, of, he had like one of those. He's, Those he's, mountains, he's, he's a sucker he's, for the blue mountains. Yes, he is. So he's, uh, yeah, that's really it. Yeah, a, uh, yeah, another another crowd. There might have been a you know a blender going full time. You never know. Oh yeah. Um, you know, it just depends who you're with. So I wasn't I wasn't forcing the issue, and I was just making it. Uh, you know, so it was just beer in the house. Beer and vodka was in the house. Oh vodka. Yeah, vodka yeah. vodka plays. Vodka vodka plays. I'm trying to think like what but you vodka know soda is kind of boring. I can't even put that like in the top. My cousin was doing vanilla coke and vodka. Yeah. It's not really a cocktail, but I like vanilla coke, so honestly, you know, whatever. I mean it's a there are people who wouldn't consider it a cocktail, but to me it's like a screwdriver is a cocktail. That's only two that's things. That's fair, yeah. That's, that's true, yeah. No, no, there was, are people who would not consider like a screwdriver or a vanilla Coke and vodka a cocktail. Because it's only it's like two. Too sophomoric. Yeah, okay. That's fair, I guess. I mean, it's not. I think I think anything with a with booze in it is like a cocktail. Coke and vodka is very specific. That's like, that's like, but, that's your drink. That's like... But, <laughs> I, but to me, it's just not something that you're going to see on a menu someplace. So it's not really a cocktail. That's what I, that's my thought process. It is a cocktail, but it's not going to be like you're not going to go to a place and order it. But I guess anything's a cocktail if there's booze and something else in it. Well, it wouldn't be something I would think to drink in like 90 degree weather or however hot it was down there. Yeah, that's true. Fair. Usually but, rum. Oh, yeah. I should have a little rum. Having fun. Like if the, I'm talking warm weather drinks, I think like three out of my top five would be rum drinks. They'd be behind margarita, mm, but pina colada, rum on the rock, rum like rum and like a little coke is fine too. If you don't, if you want to do another sophomore cocktail, right? If I'm going to get sophomore, it would be a rum and coke, not a vodka yeah. coke. Uh. I like vodka. Vodka has a place, but rum has a little more character to it. Yeah, you know, next time I'm down there, I'm drinking rum. It's been decided. Oh, I'm going to be drinking a lot of rum when I'm in Mexico. It's going to be a lot of rum. Did you ever read or see the movie The Rum Diary? It's, it's Hunter Thompson. Uh, the, the book is a I, lot I, better I, than the movie, but... I didn't read it. I, I may have seen part of the movie. That's uh, yeah. I mean... Drinks a lot of rum? Yeah, I think I if I remember the book did a better job of getting me into that whole like rum aspect of it. I mean, they did yeah. drink, they did drink in that movie, but if I remember, it wasn't as like pronounced as the book. 
So I remember like, re- I, I read that book and like wouldn't stop drinking rum for weeks. Yeah, I mean, like cocktails have kind of made a comeback recently mm-hmm. for a while now. Uh, a lot of like, craft cocktails and all, everybody's a mixologist. Yeah. Right. Um, and we've seen like, I think we've seen vodka make like a nice little push. And, and I think bourbon's having a moment. Yeah. Gin. Is, gin too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Is rum still kind of like down there on the totem pole? I think everyone's got a tequila. Like tequila's big. Is rum still kind of. Yeah. Rum might be there for the taking. Yeah. I think rum, there's, it's time for rum to make a push. I think but rum's moment might have passed and nothing happened with it because rum was big after Pirates of the Caribbean. Alpha was big. But Pirates of the Caribbean came out and everybody kept repeating the line like, why is there no more rum? Like that was oh, like the man. line of the movie. You and, you didn't go back as far as I was going to go. I thought you were going to go Prohibition. Wow. No, I wasn't going back that far. <laughs> was it rum big in the 20s? I have no idea. Was it? I never heard of that. I think, it, I think it may have been bigger than brown, like bourbon whiskey. Why is that? I don't think so, because you're getting booze from like Canada and stuff. Yeah, but if you go back and you look at like um, like the speakeasy I have in town has a lot of those old cocktails. Oh, oh okay. Yeah. yeah. A lot of them are rum-based. I wonder why that is. I don't know. Where does rum come from? Jamaica? An island, right? It seems harder to get in, but I guess if you're if I, I guess if you're getting whiskey from Canada, and you're probably getting rum from down south someplace. Yeah, the uh, what's that drink? Uh, the Mary Pickford. I'm pretty sure that has rum in it. Okay. Let's see. I gotta I gotta find out where where did they get rum in the uh, brought it right in through the ports. Where do they get rum from? Uh, Haiti? Where's Haiti? Wycliffe John territory. Rum runners in the 1920s. Oh, rum runners. Of course. right. It's right there. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I am over 21 years old. So that means, yes. Uh Uh, it's a whole fucking goddamn article. I have no idea what's going on here. here yeah, just looking for the short version, the Spark Notes. Uh, I did the old. You ever like? I did a search for rum on the on the page. Seventy-seven results. Oof, no big deal. Well, I I did where did where did rum originate? Mm, oh, maybe Cuba. Fly to, that could have been a because Cuba's only ninety miles off the coast, bringing it into Miami. Says it originated in the West Indies. Okay. And are first mentioned in records from Barbados. Shout out Rihanna. There you go. In about 1650. They were called Kill Devil or Rum Rumbullion. Okay. And by sixteen sixty seven were simply called Rum. Wow, okay. so rum was around. Rum's like wow. one of the first liquors. Right? I mean, when did vodka originate? Here you go. Oh, your... Never mind. Vodka's 14th century. Never mind. Vodka was before rum. <laughs> hey, here's a quick history here. Rum was very popular in here in the 20s. 
became the cheapest and simplest liquor of choice to ferry between the Caribbean islands and the Atlantic coast. So the speedy boatmen and their very craft were called rum runners, the most enduring images of the Prohibition era. The term rum running originated in 1916 and then used during Prohibition when ships from Bimini and the Western Bahamas tried to transport rum to Florida speakeasies. However, as rum was a low-profit item, the rum runners began to smuggle began to smuggle Canadian whiskey, French champagne, and English gin as well. This is how this is how soon the name became a synonym of the water-based smuggling of imported liquor, regardless of the type of alcohol the boats were carrying. Ah, so a rum runner doesn't necessarily run only rum. No, it's whatever you can get your hands on. Yeah, that's whatever good. You that's can just smuggle. That's just good business. That is, yeah. Uh, rum runners operating out of Cuba fed a nationwide black market for booze. The liquor shipped from Cuba supplied the floating liquor market that developed off the coasts of major cities in the Northeast. There you have it. All right. Caribbean islands, Cuba, all involved in the twenties. That's so that's where all these rum drinks come from. And, and I'm not sure. I'm not sure I would say any of these just uh, without any more information than this. I wouldn't say any of these was more popular than the other at that point. I think just whatever was available is what was popular. So if you get some bathtub gin, you're drinking that. If you get some Canadian whiskey, you're drinking that. If you can get some fucking uh, what's that backwoods shit they drink, moonshine, um, moonshine, you're drinking that. If you if it's you know rum or French champagne or whatever, you're drinking whatever is in front of you. I'm I I would love going to a speakeasy back then because yeah. it's just your order is whatever they have. You're not sitting there being like, oh, you know, there's no you know, cocktail, man. <laughs> can, I, can I substitute this for this? Like, no, just here's your drink. Shut the fuck up. Give me my 12 bucks. Yeah, that's a good that's a good point. I'm sure some places had menus. I mean, I'm sure they didn't have like elaborate cocktails written out on it, but they had to have some sort of menu. Or maybe not. Maybe they didn't want to leave a paper trail. Yeah, it's probably the place gets raided. Saying, you don't want to have the menu on. <laughs> no, you don't. You know, maybe they had barcodes you had to scan and come up on your phone. <laughs> yeah. 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 All right. That's a little rum history. Oh, man. I like, what is that? I just I got a, like, Fox 5 on, and uh, the headline was, you know, the, everybody's trying to make fucking workers look bad. It's like, oh, the bare minimum Monday. New new work trend, bare minimum Mondays. First of all, it's not fucking new. That's happened for years. What, meaning people don't do that much I, on Mondays? I, su- I assume so. It was just like new trend. And I didn't see anything else I was saying. Ah, whatever. So stupid. This, they, just, they like to shit on workers. Make the workers look bad. It's all Comes up uh, with this shit. It's just corporations want to make... make uh, People that hire look fucking bad, so they have to pay them as much. Well, when a robot replaces us, they, they'll they'll work twice as hard on a Monday. Yeah. Oh, we're working Saturdays and Sundays, too. <laughs> uh, um, over the weekend, did you have cable in the, uh, in the house? Yeah. Okay, because... It was like one of the best. And this is like, I, I realize this in the moment, and I, and I don't want to be too hyperbolic, but um, Saturday may have been like the best college basketball regular season day of all time. Oh, wow. I, I mean, mean I it was the whole weekend was good. And even the NBA even got involved too. I'll throw them a little shine because they had some good games. But 
Oh, I saw Saturday's what, college basketball slate was incredible. The games, just, the endings. Just so you know where I'm at, all I saw was the half court shot to win it. Was oh, it Arizona, Arizona State. Arizona State. Okay. Yeah. And then I saw the Embiid full court shot that didn't count. <laughs> I saw that. I actually yeah. saw that one live. But that's all, that's all I got. That's all I saw. That was on next to ambulance at the restaurant. No, that was when we got we got home. <laughs> got my alcohol. Yeah, you know, we we went out. You know, we had a cocktail at his place, whatever. Yeah. I went home, and that was we threw that on for the last like minute. Right. So, so first of all, you had uh, the number five, six, seven Arizona. You just mentioned and eight uh, seeds or ranked teams mm-hmm. go down. Uh, two, two, three, and four were pushed to the brink. That's Bama, Kansas, and UCLA. Okay. And then, and then the finishes, Iowa, Michigan State, right? I turned this game off like a sucker. It was a 13-point game with a minute and a half left. Michigan State was up on the road. Iowa comes back, ties it on a three, forces OT, ends up going to OT, covering the spread, of course. That's how it goes. Five and a half. They went by six. And then um, you mentioned the Arizona State one, that buzzer beater from three quarters court. Florida State blew a 25. No, Miami blew a 25 point lead to Florida State, who stinks this year. Have like, they have like nine wins at home, 25 point lead, and lo- lose that game at the buzzer. That was an afternoon game. Um, what else? Uh, New Mexico that night. So New Mexico, for those of you who don't know, Patino's kid coaches them now. Mm-hmm. They were the last undefeated team in the country this year. Okay. Last D1 team to lose a game. Okay. And it's been all downhill since because they're not they're now a bubble team. They were undefeated. They were ranked like top 20, I think, like 18th maybe. I don't remember. Um, they lost the buzzer Saturday night to San Diego State. Okay, so I mean it was just buzzer beaters left well, and right. And then Sunday, what ahead. was their what was their record uh, like when they're undefeated? Uh, I remember it was them, Purdue, and UConn were the last three teams to lose a game, mm-hmm. and they all lost around the same time. I think New Mexico was the last. I'm, I'm going to say like. 16, 17 and oh, maybe. And what's their record now? 20 and nine. That's probably wrong. Oh, man. But maybe up to nine losses. Yeah. And they're on the bubble Jesus now. Jesus Christ. Patino's is... kid. Not, not finishing, uh, not finishing strong. No, not at all. Uh, let's now see. That's a, the that's exact. Right. And, no, then, and then, um, yeah, I got the record right here. They are 20 and 9. And let's see what their record was when they lost their first game. Early January, January 3rd. They were 14 and 0. So they were 14. Uh they won their first 14 games. So what's that? Six and six and nine since. And they're in a weak, not, small conference, so it's like down the bubble yeah, now. You can't lose those games. Yeah, nine losses. That's not. And good. then, uh, and then Sunday, yesterday, uh, 
Michigan tied on a crazy three-point shot mm-hmm. at the buzzer to force overtime. Hunter Dickinson, who's been like talking shit about Wisconsin like all year, mm-hmm. he hates Wisconsin. Buried a three at the buzzer to force OT. They go to they go to uh, overtime and win. It was just a wild weekend. And then you had the Lakers blow a twenty-seven point lead yesterday. LeBron's ankle popped out. He came back in. Now he might be at missing time. Dame dropped 71 last night. Yeah, I saw that. Uh, yeah. Jokic dropped 40 last night. They beat the Clippers in overtime. It was just like a wild. College took center stage, but like the pros had some crazy games too. Wow. So it was yeah. like, it was he- perfect, perfect for uh, March. For like the. F- Right, yeah, a little appetizer for March to yeah. perfect to fill like that that football void that yeah, we're missing. I, absolutely, yeah. I like to hear that. I like to hear things heating up a little bit. Oh, uh, heating up. Yeah, I even I didn't see it, but Seton Hall got wrecked by by Xavier. I heard that there was uh, some tempers uh, flaring in that game. Yeah, that was which... Friday night. That was the calm, very calm before the storm <laughs> the weekend. Uh, yeah, so it's, I, I love that. I love that it's getting going, getting rolling. Up, you know, we're about a week and a half away, two weeks away from conference champ, conference championship week. Well, next week, a week away. All right, what, where, where, what's today? Um, 13 days from selection Sunday. Okay, there you have it. Okay, perfect. Yeah, so there you go. Yeah, just, just over two weeks until the tournament, so we're good. Um, Nice. We're still ways to go before the NBA playoffs, but this is obviously the home stretch for the NBA. About twenty games, I'd say. It's a long home stretch, but it's still it's a stretch. <laughs> very, very, uh, yeah, very long stretch. The Knicks wax the Celtics tonight. The, are the Celtics did everybody play? That's what I want to know. I think they did. Yeah. Mm. Um, let me check that out really quick. I don't have MSG, so yeah, yeah check the box score. <laughs> Old fashioned. Yeah, this is real old fashioned. Yeah, Tatum played. Uh Jalen Brown didn't play. Is he hurt? He's been hurt, right? Yeah, Tatum dropped 14. Yeah, not their best, not the best night for the Seas. Randall dropped 23. Brunson 17. All right, so the Knicks are Knicks are rolling. Looking for that four five matchup. Jeez. Sixers lost again. Harden had a horrible, uh, horrible brick at the buzzer that could have won it. Good. No complaints. And, uh, yeah, that's it for NBA tonight. It was a light slate for NBA. Not much going on in college tonight. All right. I did watch. Um, I watched a little Yanks this weekend. Mm. And it's tonight clock. I watched a little bit. Yeah. It is. Um, I haven't watched a lot of it. I did catch a little bit, and it's. Uh, it's definitely you could you could see the difference. Oh yeah, big time. Which I, big I'm fine. I'm fine with it. I have no complaint about it. Yeah, the. Um, you know, there's been a, a complaint about pitchers taking too long, and it's been justified. I would say, like I can name, you know. Mm-hmm. Steve tracks all the human rain delay. There's been a million yep. guys yep. like that. Chat Chapman takes forever. Yep. Um, but even even a like Kansas City Royal a role to Chapman. Right. Let's make that clear. Yeah. What what drives me even even crazier 
is uh, the hitters. Oh, yeah, I agree. Nomar started that shit, you know, way back when with his batting gloves and shit. You know, A Rice take take his time in between pitches. Yep. Like just get in the box, man. That drives me nuttier than the pitchers who like, ju- you know, judge, take forever. Judge stays in the box. I love that. I mean, everybody's gonna be staying in the box now, but judge stayed in the box. But uh, yeah, it's, yeah. it's brutal. You get these guys get up there and they take forty five minutes to get ready, and then they roll one over to second base every fucking time. It's like just get in the. If you're gonna do that. You don't have to go through all the rigmarole getting up there. Look, the baseball players had a chance to do this on their own, right? And like extend at bats when they had to do it. You know, when when gamesmanship was necessary, they had the chance to do it, but they couldn't handle it on their own. They couldn't handle the freedom to do that on their own. For generations, ball players did that. They stuck they stood in the box, no problem. And then, you know, things got tight, you call a timeout, you fix the gloves, you know, a little gamesmanship, right? But, yeah. th- but now, you know, they they've it's gone so far in the other direction where it's like everybody's got to just nobody's in a hurry, and it's just like, can we keep it fucking moving here, guys? It's just, <laughs> yeah, it, it, it's it's not that serious. You don't have to get out of the box every fucking time to do that same shit. And it was all on the pretense of like, uh, you know, a ritual or getting in some sort of mindset or whatever. Like it's just kind of their their good luck thing, maybe. There was all these, you know, excuses why they needed to do it, but yeah, now there's no need to put a play, a pitch clock, play clock, whatever, in the, in baseball. But the players made it clear that they weren't going to figure it out on their own. The same reason they had to get rid of the shift. As part of it is a lot of players weren't willing to change their approach, and in, in some cases, it just wasn't possible to change your approach. Like to ask Joey Gallo to go the other way is crazy. Because he's just not that good of a ball player unless he is locked into the, you know a third of the plate. That's just the kind of guy he is. Like maybe guys like this should be extinct, but these are the these are the people who are making it to the big leagues. So they had to get rid of, you- they, 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 they they the shift went so far in that direction they had to get rid of that too. So it's like figured out on the on the field are they going to make rules that purists are going to hate, but it's going to make sense, and I think they both make sense. Right. Now with the pitch clock, do you want to see it? Do you want it on display? Um cuz I've seen it two different ways. One broadcast I saw it was like on almost on like the backstop. Mm-hmm. Pretty in, pretty big. Yeah. And I saw it on the yes score bug. It was just up there like where the pitch count is, very little. Mm-hmm. Or would you rather just not see it at all? Just trust the uh, I heard people in the ballpark can see it. Umpires can see it, but the viewer at home can't. I heard that one. I don't know if it was yes or yes and why. One of them like put up the clock when there was like seven seconds left. Okay. On the clock, uh, I don't think I would mind seeing it. I think it was. Just, I think it was just one of those things you'd get used to if it was there or not. I mean, it's yeah. This the third day of spring training. I don't. I don't. I have no idea. What so the um, the umpires are calling it very tight right now. Like they're mm-hmm. making a point. Yeah. You saw how the Red Sox, I think it was Red Sox and Braves ended walk yeah. off tie. Yeah. Uh, they have to call like that right now. I would say to make a point, right? Yeah, I think they should probably call like that all year. I'll, I I think yeah. Now is to get people used to it. That now is why you're ending games on it like that. You know, just to say, look, we're taking this shit seriously. I don't well, think I think, that- I think I think I think um 
the umpires will have a little more leniency once the regular season starts, and, and dare I say, like postseason. I think you have to have a little bit sense of the moment. I don't know. I'm not sure this is this is one of those things that's going to be a constant. Every pitch is going to be timed. And I, I, I don't know if that I don't know if the le- the lean she's going to have to be like. Can you call? You know, can a batter call for time, or can a batter hold the box for a second? Like, is there? I don't know. But why? Why would they have to? Why would they have to give them any kind of leeway? If that's the rule, why would they need that? I, I just don't like the way that game ended. Like, imagine a game ending the way that Red Sox game ended. And the playoffs? Yeah. Well. That would be that would have, drive you nuts. If that's your team, they have one sixty two to figure it out before getting to the before getting to the playoffs. Yeah, we're gonna see something crazy in April. That's fine. They gotta call. They got. They got. They gotta call. It's the rule. Like, what are you gonna do? I mean, you don't you don't stop calling late hits on the running back and the quarterback running out of bounds because it's the last play of. Championship Sunday. The rules well, of the yeah. rule. Well, if Patrick Mahomes is going to get it, yeah. <laughs> the, the rules of the rule. Like, get the fuck in the box. Take your swings. You, to call time. If you, I don't know if you're allowed, are you allowed to call timeouts or whatever. Call a timeout. Uh, I'm not sure exactly. I'm still, get, I'm still getting used to it myself. Or pitch. Yeah, that's, I don't know Yeah, exactly what's allowed. I'm sure we'll, we'll learn it throughout the year. I'm learning as we go. The pace yeah. is definitely noticeably uh, way faster, though. I watched a couple innings of the Yankees tonight. Mm-hmm. I watched a couple innings of the Yankees uh, yesterday, Sunday. Mm-hmm. It's uh, it's a nice pace. It is a nice pace. Yeah, I just threw on the replay, and they're showing the close-ups of the bases, <laughs> and it's just yeah, it's motor. I haven't seen the I haven't seen the pitch clock once. Yeah, they're doing a whole. I think they have. Is it on right now? On yes. Yeah, yeah. It's today's replay from today's game. Yeah. I think they don't have it up in like this little scorebook. No. Why did they make the bases bigger? By the way, just just to avoid injuries. Yeah, I think I think it's a couple. I think it was because of that, and I think it was um, to encourage stealing. But I don't understand what that means. And also, I mean, there's no more vicinity play at short or at second base. I mean. Right. So I guess I mean that's gives them a, a little more space to to get to the bag. Oh, there's the you see the pitch bug. You see it. Oh yeah, yeah. When it, it when it got at, to seven, yeah, yeah. When it got to oh, was, hit yeah. seven. Yeah, I don't think I, I don't I think it's just like the play clock in football. You're either gonna watch it to see if there's a delay game or you're not or you're in, in in football. They do give you a grace period. Sometimes too much of a grace period. Yeah, so it just depends on the broadcast. There's nothing more infuriating when, like, the clock hits double zeros mm-hmm. and you're calling for the delay game and they let the offense hike it and they pick up, like, a third down. That yeah. that drives you nuts. Oh, yeah, absolutely. In this case, I think I'm I'm okay with them giving a little, like, second grace period. Yeah, but then like, – yeah, I guess. If it's not egregious, I guess. Like, know. like he should at least he should at least be in his wind up. Oh, when it hits yeah. zero. Yeah, 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 yeah. And guys are gonna be super cautious now. Yeah, he's got to be just moving. That's all. I'm ha- I'm fine with that. He's just moving. 
You know, the biggest problem is going to be for the Yankees specifically with a uh, player or no, not a player. Um, I can't put on 15 pounds. He's muscle, right? I hope. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Really? Muscle. Oh, good. Well, he's going to get hurt real quick. Yeah, um, yeah. And also, it wasn't his problem last year. What wasn't his problem? Being like him being a muscle. small guy. I wasn't like, you yeah. know, he'd be the perfect player if he lifted weights. <laughs> no, that didn't, it never came up. Not once. Look at him right there. He's looking a little yeah, jacked. Yeah. Swole. No, uh, with with the, the pitch clock and the fact that you can't like throw over constantly t- to first, y- your manager's going to have to be able to think a little quicker on his feet, have the bullpen ready to go. Um, a little, you know, a little more ahead of time than usual. Yeah. So Boone, who's just a buffoon when it comes to time management in general, is going to have a problem with this. You don't, have, you can't throw over to stall for the pen. You can't. There's, it's you got a guy's got to be ready. That's it. He and he, he can't. He couldn't do it when you had all the time in the world. Now there's a fucking clock attached to it. He's never yeah. gonna have the guy ready, or he's gonna have the guy ready too early. And he's had to bring a guy out because he didn't want to blow the guy in the bullpen, you know, or whatever. He's, I mean, it's, it's just, he couldn't handle the game at a snail's pace. He's not going to be able to handle it now. That's true. His one big complaint of him was the game got too fast. Now <laughs> it just got a lot faster. <laughs> Sped it up intentionally. <laughs> so I, good, good luck. Good luck going against the Joey Coras and the Dusty Bakers of the world. Have fun. Hicks got booed in his first at bat of spring. <laughs> I, I mean, he's hated. He is hated. I don't really. It's weird, like being in Florida booing the guy, but he is absolutely despised. He was batting third, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> oh, they had opening day lineup out there. <laughs> yes, yeah, Torres, Judge, Hicks. Oh, oh, he has no idea what he's doing. It was a split squad game, so no, that's fair. I didn't see Hick. I didn't see the Hicks booing because uh, that was only on the app. I was watching on MLB Network. That was uh, the lineup I saw was in Toronto or Toronto's, you know, Florida base. Um, it was Volpe and Donaldson one two, and then it was all guys that like aren't going to yeah. be on the team. No, yeah, you always put the guy in spring training. Always put the guys up top that you want to get quick at bats and put them down. And Get him out of him there. Down. Yeah. So I don't. Yes. I, I'd love to put Donaldson down. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> they didn't boo Donaldson. I mean, Hicks, Hicks goes back to that that play. In well, it, wasn't, it wasn't a Yankee crowd, I don't think, in, in, uh, at the other game. Oh, all right. So he still has, still has all spring to get booed. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. They I hate, I, I hate Hicks. I hate Hicks, but I had to be really drunk to boo him in a spring training game. Yeah, he'd probably have to be really drunk to be at a spring training game, though. So oh, we thought we thought about we thought about going to Mets Astros on Saturday. Oh, yeah. Down there, yeah, I would have <laughs> gone. I absolutely would have gone. You go for you go for four or five innings, but it was. Like, uh, yeah. What do they charge for those games? It probably it was like, like forty two bucks. It was forty two bucks again to the lawn. <sighs> oh, like, ah, I'm not driving all the way over there. Yeah, I'm not paying forty two bucks to go to the lawn for four innings. Oh, so Port St. Lucie. Yeah, I guess that makes sense. Port St. Lucie is all the way down there. Yeah, so I was down. I was down for it, but it just wouldn't make sense for us to do it. Forty-two dollars. That's I don't know inflation. I guess I'm still catching up. 
I was, so I was hoping like maybe 25 to get like just yeah. in the building. Yeah, what about a hot dog? <laughs> yeah, uh, you go for $42 and you can't buy anything else. You can't yeah. buy a program. Yeah. It's the world coming to. <laughs> Excuse uh, me. <coughs> Excuse me. I was holding that in for a sec. Yeah. Um, Severino got hit. From what I saw, too, uh, I, don't, I I put zero stock in the spring trail, like, almost like next to zero. It's Me too, just, but I, just, I I don't like watching. Uh, Severino like triggers me though. I just uh, not a Severino <laughs> guy. Yeah, he just bothers bothers me. Like even like I saw Donaldson. Donaldson didn't bother me yet because I was like these games don't mean anything. Severino gave up a dinger to uh, Eric Haas, I believe his name is, dead center, and I was like. This fucking guy. If I got a hair in like <laughs> another fucking year about this guy's potential. It's good stuff. Yeah. Uh yeah. But I mean it's spring training. Like it's it's it, Gashioka had 19 home runs last spring training and it didn't hit one until August. <laughs> Trevino had a grand slam yesterday. Okay. All right. After an Aaron Hicks single that would have been into the shift. If there was a shift. All right. That's good. Might hit, yeah. Might hit 300 this year. Yeah. There's a chance. There's a chance. I love the no shift rule. Again, they just took so much fucking advantage of not having any rules around it. I guess yeah. this is, yeah, this is your fault, Joe Madden. Your fault. So they said, yeah, they had to do something. I mean, it's just ridiculous. Not, it was not the way the game was meant to be played. No, we can't do four outfielders anymore either. I heard that. Yeah, you gotta have four guys on the on the dirt. Is that it? Yes, and I saw. Yeah. Uh, I forget who I was watching. There was somebody who was really cutting it close. It was a second baseman. On I don't know who it was, mm. but like he's on the he's like on the grass, and as the pitch is being thrown, he takes a step onto the dirt. Yeah. Yeah, hey, I don't. I guess like a big lefty up or something, like a second base, taking a step onto the grass doesn't bother me, you know. But you know, having him go all the way out to shallow right, having the shortstop come over, I mean, that shit was ridiculous. Yeah, like you know, I there's. Think certain... I think it'll help. Um, I I think it'll just help the optics of the game, just not yeah. having the ridiculous. Defensive alignments. Nothing worse than like a line drive up the middle. It goes right into a glove. <laughs> yeah. That looks, yeah. That lo- it just looks, this is a bad look. Yeah. Yeah. And again, it's just not how the game was intended to be played. And, you know, you could, you could say it's like a strategic thing. It's a, it's playing the strat, it's playing the numbers. It's playing into the strengths of, the you know it's just scouting other players, but it's not the spirit of what baseball should be. Like baseball should have diving plays up the middle. We and I we've been robbed of so many diving plays up the middle the past ten years, five True. to ten years because of this shit. Um, I a second baseman going back on a line drive, making a leaping grab, or you know, any kind of athletic grab you had to have to do in like the Bermuda Triangle over there. So it's just, you know, we missed we missed out on a lot of this shit that makes the game great. We'll get we'll get some of that back, I think, because of this. I will say this, you know, for all these like guys who, you know, they think this is gonna like be like a career resurgence, the Joey Gals of the world, you still gotta hit the ball. Yes. 
for yeah. all these guys that strike out 200 times like you still got to hit the ball in order to beat the the non-shift we'll say yeah if you're yeah if you're if you're a three outcome guy one of those outcomes is striking out four times it's gonna be a problem for you <laughs> right right so that's just another thing oh. that's not gonna go away there you go all right well if you had to think before we close this out should we come back are we good for monday night come I think back we're Thursday? good put a bow on it I like that. All right. Well, thank you to everybody for tuning in to Sunday Poor. We'll be back here on Thursday. Uh, we'll send Anna his merry way this time around. All right. Thanks for listening. Yeah, and thanks for listening, everybody. Peace.